Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on the time you're listening to this wonderful podcast. I am your host, Nerdic Pride, and I welcome you to Nerdic Episodes. Now, excuse me, this week's episode is brought to you in part by Motivation. I got a very inspirational, motivational quote for you. Hey, you, don't quit. Please, thank you. Alrighty then, folks, now we're going to get down to business. To the feet, the huns. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> this week's episode, I'm doing a uh, back to my nerdic roots. So, I did beat Alan Wake uh, sometime last week. That was probably one of the fastest, well, not one of the fastest, but I beat this game pretty quickly compared to all the other ones I've beaten in the past. Am I talking right? Do I just sound like mentally unstable to talk right now? I feel like I can't talk. I keep fumbling words. I, I, it's not because I'm tired. I've been awake for like an hour, I think. Uh, booga, booga, booga. No. So back on track. Um, <clears throat> Alan Wake was one of the fastest game I beat because it, it sucked me in to the game. Like I love small towns. I love, um, foresty settings, like where the bunch of woodlands, a lake and, um, the whole atmosphere of it. I love it. I love this game. Um, and there's two DLCs in it, but I haven't figured out how to get them open. Because in certain places, in certain games, you got to, like, do something to start it. Like, for example, with Bloodborne, I'm doing the DLC in that game. Which I had to go to a certain spot, um, find a tree, stand under it while a giant um, creature lifts me up and dissipates me to the other, other world. That's how you unlock that DLC. This one, I have no idea how. So I uninstalled the game. I'll probably reinstall it a little bit later. But I love the setting of it. I love the dark broodiness of it. I love... I just love this game in general. Like, the story behind it was really good. The um, game mechanics was really good. I did, like, the... Like, how it how it was smoothly going through everything like i loved it it was fun it was exciting it was really uh, addicting for me because i would play before work i would play after work so i would be up to like 11 or midnight playing this game because i would get off work at nine and then i would be playing like an hour or two after work and then before I would go to work, it'd be like 45 minutes of gameplay, and then I'd go to work. Then on my days off, I'd wake up, play, 
or like uh, hold off to playing and it was really hard to hold off because i was like i want to save this save this for later save this for later i don't want to beat it like real fast real fast not right now not right now but uh yeah it's um it was a whole lot of fun i i liked it from the beginning when i i started playing it i was I was like, this game has a cool feel to it. It's like not exactly like the Telltale games, where your decisions like affects the outcome of the story, but it also like did a bunch of cutscenes in it. And I was like, okay, cool. I like watching cutscenes. Um, and uh, and when I was telling my buddy about it, he was like, oh yeah, you're gonna like that game. It's gonna be. It's gonna be pretty fun for you. I'm like, yeah, it was. I go like, oh, and then there's other this other game called Control, that uh, it's made by the same company. He's like, oh, he, he loved that game. It was like that game is so much better than Alan Wake. Blah 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 blah. And I was like, okay, but I'm playing Alan Wake. We'll see where I go from there. Um, and he was telling me like, oh yeah, it's like such it's like Stephen King or The Secret Window with Johnny Depp and where he's a writer and he goes off to write something and gets caught against supernatural forces or something like that. This is That is primarily what Alan Wake is. You go play this author who is a Stephen King-esque uh, person and you and your wife like go to a cabin for a vacation, a little R&R, and then uh, your wife disappears and try to figure out what happens to her and while you're doing this like this dark presence has this hold over this small town and wherever you go it's like um it affects people and the darkness takes over and you gotta fight them with flashlight and whatever weapon you have at at, at the time so you have either you'll get a pistol a rifle a shotgun a flare gun um a flashlight obviously and like flashbang grenades, flares, all that good stuff. And you got to maneuver into this small town and try to find out the truth of what's going on. And then your best pal slash um, agent shows up and he's trying to help you figure it all out. At first, when he showed up, um, I thought he was going to be taken because he did a lot of weird shady things like... Uh, like lead a bunch of them to you or like he would like go off and then come back like unharmed and i was like dude you're acting real real shady turns out he he's just an idiot like a big dumb idiot but uh I, the story was really great i did love the story and I, there was a ton of jump scares for me in this game. Not like, um, I had like one or two in Little Hope when I played with my buddy. Uh, we had one or two jump scares. And this one had like a ton for me because I wasn't expecting it. Because you fight a bunch of other underlings, which is a bunch of people just covered in darkness. And they're like attacking and that and then you got um, objects flying at you left and right because 
the dark entity is like attacking you with whatever is around. And then there's birds, so many crows, and it's annoying. So I truly love this game because uh, the setting itself is really the background. And everything looks really amazing. And there's a sequel coming out. Uh, I think next month or October, somewhere, somewhere, and then by the end of the year, Alan Wake Two will be out, and I would probably be beating that game just as quickly because I love the first one so much. <clears throat> so I know I talked about it a bit last week, um, but this week I'm gonna get a little bit more thorough. So spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. And um, so it starts off with you and your wife on a um, on a barge, a ferry from crossing from the main mainland into this little uh, little town. And why do you say mainland? It's not you're not in the middle of nowhere. No, it's just like a ferry leading you to the other side of the town where you go in. And you meet a guy who is, like, really excited to meet you because you're a famous author. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'll see you around. I was like, okay, just don't tell anybody I'm here. He's like, oh, yeah, no problem. And then, sure enough, it being a small town, him, he gets a, him and his wife go and they have to meet the guy for uh, the keys to the cabin. And she goes off to, they, they split up. He goes into the diner where he's supposed to meet the guy. She goes off and gets gas or something. And when you go into the diner, um, there's like a few folks you meet. Uh, two brothers who used to be in a band. Uh, then a cop. And then the uh, waitress girl, the diner girl, who's like a big fan of yours. And she takes the cardboard cutout and put it up on the door and so when you make that interaction say oh yeah he's in the bathroom so he goes you go in the back try to talk to the guy he's taking the shit and the lights flicker off and then a lady pops up a really creepy lady he's like oh hey uh here's the key he wanted me to give you the key and here's a note i'm really head up there i'll meet you i'd love to meet you and your lovely wife later when you get settled in he goes okay and then there's like this crazy bag lady pointing and in there saying like dark dark bad dark bad light 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 and he goes okay bye crazy lady as soon as you get out of the diner you go with your wife and you're driving off and the guy runs out of the diner and goes hey you forgot the key and the directions they end up going to a completely different place in the middle of this secluded lake there's a cabin you go there, and that's where everything, like, it's all messed up. Apparently, you stay there for a week, and you have no memory of it. But your wife is missing. And so you get in a car accident, and you're trying to get back up to find a police station or wherever. And you find the police station, and they're asking you questions, like, where's your wife, blah, blah, blah. And like, oh, I don't know. She was with me one minute, and the next she's gone, blah, blah, blah. I was like, um... Did you like what happened up there? It's like, I don't know. It's like a week gone and they believe you. And then they, uh, the kidnapper calls you and tells you like, Hey, go outside, blah, 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 this and the other. So he proves that he has your wife. So you go do that. And he's telling you what to do. 
And so you got to get out of there um, and make your way back to meet the kidnapper. And so the kidnapper is like, blah, 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 blah. You do this, this, this. You got to bring me the manuscript, your story. And it's like, what manuscript? I wasn't writing anything. And then like slowly, like you get glimpses of what happened in the uh, cabin. And at this point, like you're fighting off every miner. It looks they look like miners. Every miner, like not not kids, like the actual miner, like the 49ers miners. Digging and stuff like that. They popping out of the woodworks out of the shadows and you're using your flashlight and gun to start like blasting your way out. And um and then uh <clears throat> At one point, uh, it's gotten to the point where they suspect you of murdering your wife and the FBI is coming after you and that guy's like shooting at you. And um, they end up like, you end up getting caught and going to a uh, loony bin, like a little resort for famous celebrities where they lost their mind. And the doctor there is telling you like, oh yeah, everything you're having is like dissociative, uh, you're only imagining stuff because you you're having a hard time about what you did to your wife. Like she drowned, and you're not thinking clearly, and you can't you can't move past it. And you're like, no, that's real. They fought monsters, blah blah blah. And he goes, yeah, blah. No, it's not. At this point, I'm questioning the sanity of the guy of Alan Wake because I was like. The, the dark presence is what they call it. Like, keeps shifting reality. <clears throat> and at one point, I'm like, he's just losing his mind. Okay. That's cool. Um, and so you escape there because the doctor gets taken. And whenever it gets, t- whenever one of these people get taken, they end up being one of the bosses you have to fight to progress. So you end up having to fight the, uh, doctor and it's kind of fun um and then your buddy barry shows up well barry pops up along the way when you guys go to talk to the uh the diner girl and she is possessed and barry goes with you and you're like okay we're gonna go talk to her blah 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 and she drugs barry and Barry's like passed out and they want the manuscript too. Or they want to keep writing. Um, <clears throat> so Barry has a hard time staying in one place. So Barry goes with you and you're like going around fighting all these monsters. And he's like, okay, Al, we got to do this, do this, blah, blah, blah. And... um. you meet you have to go like meet um the bag lady the crazy bag lady but then you get caught by the FBI and you're both arrested and the FBI guy there's no like I don't understand why he's so angry towards Alan Wake because he's literally shooting to kill and even when you're in the jail cell him and um, well, he's like aiming a gun at you and he's like, 
oh, you piece of shit, blah, 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 blah. And you're like, dude, what the f- did I do to you? And he's like, you blah, 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 blah. He doesn't really say why he's so angry towards you. But he, like, has his gun out, and he's going to, like, blast you in the face when the uh, <clears throat> sheriff comes up. Like, hey, you're out of line. Stop this right now. Get out of here. And then he gets taken. Um, and then the sheriff's like, oh, shit. Uh, you're not crazy after all. It's like, hell no, I'm not. And so the sheriff joins you, which I got to say, she is probably the best uh, non-playable character to help in any game because she, like in most other games, they don't they don't help. All the NPCs don't help. They just stand there and watch you do everything, and you're, like, shooting and fighting everyone. No, but she's, like, blasting everyone in the face, and they're actually going off to attack her. Which is really cool, and I liked it because she was more, um, she was more helpful than any of the ones and I've ever had the pleasure of playing with. And so, like, you're fighting off them, and you got to get through the church, make it through the pipe down there, and you meet her, and um, she takes you. The lady takes you to a well lit room. With, uh, because Barry and the sheriff take the chopper and they're like covering your back in the sky while they're like aiming the light to keep the, the shadow people away from you. So you're running through, you meet the lady, she's telling you like everything's well lit. It's like, oh, blah, 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 this, that. You got to turn off the power for something to go. So you go turn off the power at the generator, at the power plant, and then she helps you. Um, to go to the well-lit room, which is a safe, basically, which is, like, full of bright lights and a clicker. Because um, apparently the author before him wrote Alan Wake, basically, into the story and made sure that the clicker was essential. And Alan Wake finds out that he was written into it long before he knew he was going to go there. And his wife and him are basically, like, trapped in the story. Because whatever they're writing happens in real life affects the town. And the shadow also knows this. The shadow's trying to take over the little small town. And so he decides to, he has to go back and finish the story. And while you're going back there, you're fighting everything from... Inanimate objects to shadow people to crows and then a tornado, which was a hell of a lot of fun. And so you're fighting it all through, and you realize that in order to save your wife because she drowned, because you find out the truth there, you have to switch places with her. So you have to die for her to live. So while you're typing in the story, um, <clears throat> You're fighting the thing one last time, and it says, like, I'm forever, I'm everlasting, you can't defeat me, you can't kill me. He's like, yeah, well, shove it, and he shoves the clicker in it and clicks it, and she, like, dissipates. And the final uh, final scene of the story, which I thought was creepy, well, a little creepy, because the town celebrating Deer Fest, and it's showing all the characters that died and then were brought back and it's like slowly panning through and 
I thought this was really creepy. The the diner girl had a really creepy smile on her face, and she was holding a lantern. And I was like, "Oh crap, that's that's creepy as hell." Maybe she, the thing went inside of her. And um, so and it shows Barry in like in the background in the bookstore or something like sad. And then it cuts to the little cabin in the middle of nowhere. And he's writing, it's not a lake. It's an ocean. And then it ends. And I was like, oh, shit. That was the best game. One of the best games I played in so many years. And uh, when I told uh, my buddy, he was like, yeah, I didn't understand the ending. Like maybe you maybe you won't understand, or maybe you'll understand, and you could explain it to me. And I was like, yeah, sure. And I told him, like I think he wrote it like that because instead of that darkness affecting the small town now, because it'll escape again in a small little area like that, it won't escape in a big ass empty ocean, like all over the like the ocean's vast, so he trapped it there. So it won't be able to come out to tempt other artists and people to its will. And I was like, that game's so good. And uh, and I then I started playing uh, Control, made by the same company, same people involved. It's set in the same universe as Alan Wake, apparently. And um, so far, it's all right. I... I give it like a six out of ten right now. I haven't gotten very far, um, but I when I told my buddy about it, he was like, "Oh, you're gonna love it. That game's so good. I, it's better than Alan Wake." I'm like, "Is it though?" I'm not seeing the better appeal to it. Like, it's all right. Like, it's not the best thing I played. He's like, "Oh, really?" I'm like, "Yeah." Like, have you started fly yet? I'm like, "No." Like, oh, when you start to fly, you're gonna like it. Mm, probably we'll see. It's not like Alan Wake. He's like, you gotta stop trying to compare it to Alan Wake. I'm like, but it's in the same universe. Uh, but yeah, I should really stop comparing it because in Alan Wake, it takes place outside, uh, outside, well, outside in a small town in a foresty area. And in control, it takes place in a government building. A giant ass building at that, and you're fighting off basically the same thing in Alan Wake people being possessed by something. But this one I feel like it's more sci fi extraterrestrial than uh, horror creepiness. So far, I'm like, I liked Alan Wake a lot more. And um, yeah, I would say like. I don't even know how far I am in this game, but I want to say I'm like at least a quarter done. And uh, I've been reading quite a bit of comics lately. I'm trying to go through all the ones I have from Comicsology on my book, my like phone, because I had like a bunch of uh, borrowed books. And I'm like, I'm going to read all of them so I can make more space and like get other books on there. And um, then my sister brought me books from the library. 
and I was like reading through a whole bunch of stuff. Like I'm rereading Berserk, really great, really dark, really grim, as just as I remembered it. And with the library books she got me, they were like uh, two of which, one of which I own already, Lazarus, and then the other one was one called Doomsday, which I remember not liking because it was a uh, like Watchmen part two basically like they didn't knew the part two it ended beautifully and then uh there was the hannah barba meets dc which is all right because i mean you got the flintstones and uh space ghosts but now not scooby-doo or the jetsons and then there's this one i'm reading currently called dungeons and dragons uh, the Ravenloft Orphan of Agony Isles. This feels like a uh, a real good one. It looks like a real good one. The art inside looks very gothic toned to it. And then I read probably one of the better ones that I read today or that was Archie 1941. I'm going to do a real quick synopsis. Archie and his friends graduated. The year is 1941. They don't know what they're going to do with their lives. World War II is happening right now, the fight. America hasn't joined it yet. <clears throat> and Archie's still trying to figure out what's he, what he wants to do with his life. He's getting angry, upset. Um, like He's lost, as most kids back then were. They were lost after high school. They didn't know what to do. They didn't want to go back to school, like go to college or anything. They just try and figure out what to do while their parents are like, oh, you should do this, oh, you do this, blah, 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 back in my day, this and the other. And all the, all the adults in this, in this uh, are, are upset because they can't go out and fight for their country while World War II is happening. So they're upset that their kids have to go. And Archie's dad is just like, well, we better figure something out or blah, blah, blah. We'll join the army or something. So Archie does just that. And in this one, there's no love triangle, Archie, Betty, Veronica. No, it's just Archie and Betty. They're together. They're each other's leather lives. Jughead. Uh, while Archie goes... Enlists and he goes off. He forges his parents' signature. Both are mad at each other because they think the other one f signed it for him to ship off. And um, Reggie also joins. Moose doesn't join because he has a sickness. Um, Jughead's parents don't allow him to join. And Veronica's dad is making money off, you know, because he's rich and he thinks, oh, yeah, we're going to make money blah 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 raise gas prices <clears throat> so all this is happening and Archie and Reggie are off at war fighting and it gives off in the vibe that they die because a tank shoots a volley and it blows up around them they do a memorial service for Reggie and Archie and everyone's sad because Archie was the heart of the town and Chuck had lost his best friend, and Betty's, like, crying. But she also didn't show up at the 
the funeral because she didn't want to deal with the pain. <clears throat> Excuse me. My voice was wearing out. And um, it turned out Reggie did die. Archie didn't. Reggie saved his life. And so Archie comes back. Jughead thinks he sees a ghost. Then he starts yelling, like, how dare you come back? Like, what? You give us all the fright, Archie Andrews, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, hey, buddy, it's fine. I, they missed me. And like, blah, blah, blah. And so everyone's happy that Archie is still alive. And Veronica goes to become a nurse. And Betty and Archie, like, drive off in their red car. It's really sweet, really nice um, ending to that series. And it's a five-issue miniseries. It's really good. I loved it. I I recommend y'all read it if y'all are interested in comics. But it's a different take on a classic uh, character, like a classic character's. Because Jughead ends up owning Pops Diners, which is funny because there's another series called Archie's Life, and Jughead also ends up owning the uh, Pops Diner. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. I will be back next week, same time, same station. Until then, I'm your host, Nerdic Pride. Ciao for now.